You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. It is really, really good to be home this morning, to be with you. Um, it is it is unnatural, as unnatural as holding your breath to not be here for Sarah and I. It is, it is hard to not be here, even when we're doing wonderful things like having a baby, which we did. And just for the record, it, it yeah. yeah, come on. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, this is for Sarah. Sarah and Sarah alone. Um, we're still really good at making beautiful babies. So just in case you were wondering, that little girl is, she's awesome. Uh, She's not a fan of sleep, but she may be on to something. I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll cut her some slack on that. <laughs> or she's not a fan of us sleeping. She's good with it. It's just We don't need to do it at the same time. She sees that there's stuff that Sarah and I need to get done at 3 a.m. So we just need to get up and we need to take care of it. Um, I don't recommend, however, having COVID and then having a child. That makes things a little difficult. Um, and we're still... I say recovering. We're just recovering from the intensity that was the last two weeks. Um, and they're at home resting. Uh, and all that to say, we're just, uh, we miss this place. It's, it's really hard for us to even watch the live stream because we're just, we're just angry that we're not here. It's like we're in a hospital room watching this live stream, and this is not the place that we want to be. We want to be there with you also. I am so happy to be back with you all this morning. Um, I had this word prepped for you um, three weeks ago now. It's been three Sundays. This is the third Sunday, and this was a follow-up from our time that we finally got to be together and, and release the vision over what the Lord was going to do in the year 2022. And, you know, in that time, when I was preparing this, Tim was just getting to go home. And that was a miracle. And I I remember having this question here, or not this question, but, well, it is a question. Because we spent that first Sunday of the new year, we weren't together, but we spent that first Sunday in intercession for Tim. And the Lord gave a specific vision, and I don't know how many of you did it, uh, And I'm not worried about that because I know some of you were in intercession for Tim. And do you believe that it made a difference? Okay, I believed it made a difference, but I also said the Lord showed me in that time that this would be a year where we not only operated in obedience to God, but we would see the fruit of what the Lord had called us into. Tangible fruit. And I don't know if there's any more tangible fruit than a brother being healed. And he's going to work tomorrow. Like work. He's alive, functioning. And it's not like Tim goes and sits in an office. Tim does, Tim is, Tim is remarkable. He can do anything. We have several men in our church that can do anything they touch. If it's broken, it's not broken for very long. But I didn't know the extent of this miracle. It's so funny how the Lord does this. And He's going to do this in all of you. He's going to bring you into conversation with people. And He is going to prevent doors from opening. And He is going to not allow you 
to sit idly by while the doors are opened in front of you. He'll push you through this year. Because we have had trouble with our heaters in this sanctuary for several weeks. Several weeks. They just won't turn on. No idea why. We keep having to have people out. And it's the same guys, and they're, try- they're racking their brain. They're trying to figure it out. And I didn't understand what was going on until the Lord sent somebody new from this same company that had information for me about Tim that I needed to hear. And so the Lord was going to keep these things from working until that relationship was made. It was plain as day. We're standing right there, and he, one of the guys is working on it. I'm talking to this guy, John, and he knew Tim. He works with Tim. Tim works for this Robertson Heating and Air. And his wife, John's wife, is a breathing specialist. So she's been very busy in this time. And you all know we're supposed to have our oxygen. It's, everybody's known this since COVID, you, you know, 100%, right? That's what we want. And they recommend that 88% you go to the hospital. 88% you go because you are not breathing well and you're going to start seeing some crazy stuff. At 88%. When Tim finally got to the hospital, he was at 30%. He was supposed to die that night. But because of, and if you know the story of Tim, he used to work at the school. He didn't work at the school. He had to get a different job, and then he got another job that would lead him to meeting this man, that would lead him to know Angela and them knowing this woman that's a breathing specialist who came in that night and saved his life. Saved his life with the information that she had, the knowledge and the wisdom that she had. She got to him quickly, and he immediately began to change. And progress immediately began to be made. Had that relationship not happened, and the Lord not worked what we thought at the beginning of this when Tim left the school, that was not a great thing. That was a hard time for them in their story. But God works all things for the good of those that love Him. To the point that He will lead you to relationships in difficult circumstances that will one day save your life. And then I saw the miracle as this guy was laying it out before me. And he told me, and he'll be back at work with me on Monday. And so now I would ask you again, do you believe that intercession makes a difference? This is the season that we're in. That we would, we would start before the releasing of the vision of 2022, because I waited until we were all together, before we would release that, we would start by interceding for a brother that we would see a miracle. And then the Lord would say, be ready for more, because I am going to build an ecosystem in this place that does not look like any environment around it. Completely unique. Full of unique creation. Full of unique actions. It does not look like anything else in the surrounding communities. Sundown has already done that. It's already kind of been that. That's its history. But now it's not about the school. It's not about the people we have in office. It's not about the fact that we've got a golf course or whatever we're doing. It's about the fact that we will spiritually, the kingdom of heaven will reign in this place, unlike the communities around it. And what we will see is we will see an establishment of the kingdom of heaven here on earth like we've never seen before, that the prayer we've been praying for two years would happen that this city would look more like the kingdom of heaven than it does a city and a state in a country. And the Lord has said, I will do it. And it started with one of our brothers in here. But it didn't start with one of our brothers in here. He was the first opportunity for us 
to be a part of establishing this ecosystem. And as we're sitting here and I was getting ready to preach, even this morning the Lord asked this question, how many of you doubt when you plant a seed in the ground, farmers, when you plant a seed in the ground, you begin to water it and you begin to nurture it and the ground is fertile. How many of you doubt that it will come up? You don't doubt that it will come up when you've done the, the work required to make it grow. There's no question a seed will grow when it is put in uh, fertile ground, when it is watered, when it is taken care of, it receives sunlight, it will grow. And it is the same with the actions of obedience that God has called us to. When we walk in obedience to what He says, when you simply do it, His word will not return void. Isaiah 55, 11, So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose. And it shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. And we look at this verse, but we forget that second part. When he speaks it, it will not return void. But the second part, it will succeed in that which it was sent. Recognizing that's what it means when it will not return void. It will be successful. Period. That which the word has been ordained to go and do will be done. It will be completed. And he spoke to this house to intercede for our brother. And again, maybe only a few did it, but it doesn't matter because it happened. Amen? And this is our God. He is faithful before the beginning and beyond the end. This is the God that we serve. And we are his children, sent here to this place for his purpose. He spoke us into being. Hear this. He spoke you into being and his word does not return void. Recognize that over your story. You are the spoken word of God. And what did we just read? His word will not return void. You have no choice. Your life will not return void. You will accomplish that which God has sent you to accomplish. Because His word will not return void. Amen? Amen. You will accomplish that for which you have been sent. That should be encouraging. The Lord has taught me in that. It doesn't matter how hard... I try and how many times I get in His way and seem to screw things up. The Lord always makes a way to accomplish that which He has sent me to accomplish. That work that He has sent me to carry, the presence of God that He has sent me to establish in the world around me will be established because He has spoken it. And He is going to create an ecosystem in this place. He is going to create a city that looks more like the kingdom of heaven than it does anything else. When we are in the world and not of it, in this place, this city, the places we dwell, this is our assignment. So it should look like He who sent us. Amen? But what, again, going back to several weeks ago when I preached here last, what did He say is necessary for all of this to happen? The seeds must die. We in here must die. We must die as Jesus died to be raised in the newness of life that the new creation that exists within us could blossom through us. Until we die. Until we freely give up the life that is held within us, those around us will not experience it. Those takeaways that we've talked about, they will not be left with this impression of God. An accurate and true impression of God if we refuse to die to self, 
to allow the newness of life that is in us to blossom from us. The river of life that is flowing into us to flow freely out of us. We must die to self. Romans 6, 4, we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And what is this newness of life? I have been consumed by this thought. I know the answer. I know the answer, but I don't fully know what it looks like because I've never seen it. We have never seen it. I believe that we have scratched the surface. What does this newness of life look like? It is a life born in victory and only victory. For we have always been made for this life of victory. And when he died, he made a way for us into victory. His death took away that, we, that which we were not meant for. And when we give our life to him, we are giving him all that we are not made to carry. There is so much in this life that you are not meant to experience. There are plenty of things that you are meant to experience. Fear, doubt, division, turmoil. These are not things that you are meant to experience. These are things that Jesus died and bled for and He paid a price for that you would never have to walk in them. Because you are a child of victory. And where in a child of victory, where in a kingdom that has never lost a battle, where in a kingdom that has defeated every enemy that has ever existed, where in that kingdom is fear, doubt, and division? Where in that kingdom is turmoil? It does not exist. It cannot exist in a kingdom of victory. It has existed in every kingdom that has existed on this earth. And guess what? Every one of them has come and has gone. Because they were not kingdoms of victory. They were kingdoms of temporary victory. But we serve a God. We serve Jesus who won absolute victory. There's no question who has won. And there are no remains of that which existed before. It's what Saul was meant to establish when God called him to defeat the Amalekites. He wanted them, they had come against the Israelites and their punishment would be to be eradicated from the face of the earth. That you could not even trace a cow back to the Amalekites. There wouldn't even be a beast of the field that you could say once belonged to this kingdom. That it would be as if it did not exist. And that is what Jesus has done to the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom that authors turmoil, fear, doubt, division, depression, anxiety. That is what He has done. He has eradicated it. Turn with me to Isaiah 53. We'll be in verse 1. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. <coughs> Excuse me. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Prophesying of the life of Jesus. And as one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he has pierced. 
He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon Him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with His wounds we are healed. And we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned every one to His own way. And the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and He was afflicted. Yet He opened not His mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before it shears it silent, is silent. So He opened not His mouth. By oppression and judgment He was taken away. And as for His generation who considered that He was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of My people, and they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities, that I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors, yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. The prophesying of Jesus, and he died for you and he still intercedes for you, But when we hold on, hear this, when we hold on to that which is not meant for us, we are the seed that refuses to die so that life may come forth. He died that we may only know victory and establish it in this world. He did not die for you to walk and begin to rebuild the kingdom which He destroyed. There is to be no evidence in the people of God of the kingdom that He destroyed that day on the cross. And He went down to Sheol and He took all the people of God that were waiting there for Him. He defeated the grave. He rose in newness of life. And He opened a way for you to live in newness of life, full of the Holy Spirit as you were meant to do in the Garden of Eden. He made a way by destroying completely obliterating the kingdom of darkness that would seek to entangle you and hold you all the days of your life. And at that day, at that moment, it had no authority over you. It had no claim to you because it had been destroyed. And you are made and anointed to establish this kingdom of heaven here. He died that we would exist in the morning after. He died that you would be born in the morning after He rose from the grave and it was all defeated. He did not die that you would have to struggle, that you would have to strive to earn your salvation, that you would have to strive to establish the kingdom of heaven here. Shorty said it on Wednesday. It was wonderful. We have not been sent here to wage war against darkness because the war has been fought and it has been won. The kingdom of darkness does not exist. It does not have an army to command. Who can come against God's elect? No one. There is no army left. But we have it in our minds that we are sent here to fight the good fight. The good fight has been fought and it has been won. We're here to occupy. 
That's what you do when you destroy a kingdom. You occupy it and you establish your kingdom there. And that is what we have been sent to do. And it is that easy. When you go and occupy an empty house, is there anyone to withhold you from occupying that house? No. It is empty. Those that existed before have been vanquished. They are gone. They do not exist anymore. We are sent here to occupy because we are children of victory. That's when you step into a room. You have occupied that room for the kingdom of heaven. When you walk down the street, the steps are anointed with the kingdom of heaven and those footprints exist the kingdom of God. And nothing else can come against that place. Nothing else. There is no king. It can't even come against your footprint in the dirt. Think about it. Because you are a child of victory. And you are born into victory. And you are only meant to exist in victory. Look at Romans 8, 31. I've already quoted this just a little bit, but as I was studying this this week, and this is, I'm pulling from a little bit of Wednesday night stuff. Please come. This has just been absolutely fascinating going over this topic of Jesus has won absolute victory. What that means for our life, our day to day, what that means. Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also with Him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus, the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am sure that neither life, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are more than conquerors. This was the question we asked Wednesday. What is more than a conqueror? Have you ever asked that question? Because that is your identity. It's kind of an important question to know the answer to. Because you are more than a conqueror. That is who He says that you are. What is more than a conqueror? It doesn't exist. We can't go through our history books and find more than a conqueror. We can find conquerors. But to conquer is temporary in the world. And to be more than a conqueror, what is it? And this is only by the Lord revealing. And He continues to bring me back to this point. But it is a child born in the morning after the victory was won. The morning after. This is a child that has only known victory. It did not know the battle. It did not know the war before. It did not know the wages of sin. Recognize that. You were born in the time where the wages of sin was death, but Jesus defeated the grave. 
You were not born in a time where you were waiting for Jesus. You were not in Isaiah prophesying of His coming and what He would do for us. You were born after. Where there had already been a, a way made for you. All you had to do was say yes. And then it would be for you and all the, all the kingdom of heaven would be made open to you. And you would be able to walk with the presence of God in absolute victory. That is what we have been born into. We are children of victory. And we are more than conquerors because we were born in the day after the battle was won. We only know, and you are only meant to know, Jesus did not come and die and pay the price that He paid that you would still know turmoil, that you would still walk in fear, that you would still walk in doubt, that you would still walk in division. He came and died that those would not be words that exist in your vocabulary because you have no experiences to tie them to. Imagine that. A world where the brothers and sisters in Christ do not know how to articulate fear. Come on. Imagine your children growing up and they don't understand doubt. And they don't comprehend division. They don't understand turmoil. They can't grasp or tie anything to anxiety or depression or suicidal thoughts. They don't know what it is. The closest they can get is Googling it and reading the definition Google spits out. Because that's all they know. They have no experience to tie to it. That is what we are made for. That's the world we're meant to live in. That's the world we're meant to establish here and now. I need you to grasp that. You are not made for the kingdom of darkness. Jesus has won absolute victory. You are made for the kingdom of light. And you are made to only know that which exists in the kingdom of light. So why speak on this? Why talk of this victory? Well, for one reason, as I'm sure you have already gathered, we have not done a very good job of grasping this at all. We have not done a good job of grasping what it means that Jesus won absolute victory. Think about it. And now try to imagine, it will almost be impossible for a moment, try to imagine your life without turmoil, fear, doubt, division, anxiety, depression. Try to imagine your life. Like, man, I know a lot about those words. I have a lot of experiences to tie to those words. All of them were not ever meant for you. You were not ever meant to walk in them, exist in them. We've been talking about these six takeaways that people should be left with after they encounter the people of God, the people in here, when they encounter you. The first is that God is good. The second is that nothing is impossible. The third, Jesus won absolute victory. Fourth, you are significant. Five, there are mysteries yet to be discovered of our God. And six, He is here. And I have, I cannot, there, there are three more points that I have to get through in this teaching series and I cannot see a way past the third one. Jesus won absolute victory. I believe that may be one of the most significant truths of our life. It is, I'll tell you this with confidence, it is the most significant truth in your story. That Jesus won absolute victory. Because if that were not true, nothing else that comes after can be true. If Jesus did not win absolute victory, then you do not get the Spirit of God. You do not get the indwelling presence of God. You do not have an identity unique to you, created by God, carrying a piece of His heart to establish it here on earth. That doesn't happen if Jesus did not win absolute victory. 
Because a kingdom that does not exist anymore, that has no power anymore, has been kicking our butts for a long time. We're fighting ghosts, people. Ghosts have no power. You can't punch them and knock them down. You can only punch through them because they are air. They are as if they do not exist. It's just a vapor in our way and we are meant to walk right through it. Tell me how many of you would not have walked through the door if I said there was a force field. The doors are open, but there's a force field. You'll never get through. You guys would be like, all right, Parker's finally lost it. And you would walk in. That's the most illogical thing. Of course, you'd be like, no, what? That is the kingdom of darkness in your story. It's telling you, hey, hey, I'm a big deal. You can't stop me. I'll stop you. But the doors are open. The locks have been changed. It has no authority anymore. You are just simply meant to walk through it. Children of victory. And it shudders. It shudders when you begin to step towards it. It does not sit there and hold its ground. It does not sit there and hold its ground when you begin to move towards it. It flees in terror as you go and you occupy. That's why there's no fight to be fought. You just go and occupy. Because when the enemy sees you coming, he flees in fear. Because the children of God, God's elect, those who nothing can come against are moving towards him. So we don't fight, we occupy. Because the enemy flees. He has, no, he has no power, he has no authority, he has no weapons to fight against us. This is the facts. Jesus has won absolute victory and that victory has been given to you. It is yours. The victory of Christ is for you, it is over you, it goes before you and it runs after you. But we forget, we are so quick to forget. Why are we so quick to forget the truth of God spoken over us? There has been amnesia over the children of God for all of my life. Because I've walked in it myself. When God is good, things are good. Things get bad, where has He gone? Right? We do that instantly. I've heard so many of us do that instantly. We've seen miracles one day and then we've doubted God the next. We've seen the paralyzed walk, we've seen the dead rise, and then we've doubted Him how He's going to provide for me. What? Last night, we're, you know, when you're exhausted and you're, you're vulnerable, right? Raising kids is vulnerable. And I don't care what you say, when they're newborns and they're still breathing, they're, like you can still count their breaths, that part of it, don't care what you say. It's not fun. Not fun at all. They're learning how to eat. They're learning how to breathe. They're learning how to sleep. You know how to do all these things. And they don't. And that's tough. And so it creates this vulnerability in us. And I remember I was just, I got a brief moment to myself last night. And the Lord just challenged me, you're the head of this house. You see things that are, need to be addressed. Speak them, pray them, do it. And my son, Liam, don't know what's going on, but it seems like when things are a little bit difficult, then all of a sudden your kids have all these things that start going on. And so we've got a new kid in our house, and of course, our boys get sick, right? Like that's just how it's supposed to happen. 
because it's got to be really, really hard. And so Liam's waking up, just feeling like he's going to throw up the last two nights. And the Lord just said, are you, are you willing to allow it? Like, no, I'm not. And he just, and this is the Lord. This is not me. This is the Lord. And he shows me Kai laying his hands on his brother's stomach and praying healing over him. And that boy slept peacefully through the night as his three-year-old brother prophesied healing over him. That's the life we're meant for. We're not meant to tolerate the struggle. We're meant to live and bask in the glory of the victory. That's the life that we're meant for. We've used this phrase often in this house. It's that you cannot give away what you don't have. But you tell me, God's elect who no one can come against, what has been withheld in the kingdom of heaven from you? Nothing. There is not a thing in the kingdom of heaven that does not have your name on it. It is yours. You are a co-heir with Christ. You sit on the throne with Jesus to inherit the kingdom of heaven. We have victory. And we can establish heaven here because the kingdom of heaven has not been withheld from us. Amen. We can do all that the Lord has said is for us to do in the year 2022 because nothing has been withheld from us and we are born in the morning after. We are children of victory. We are the children of victory. So the phrase has to change now. But you cannot give away what you forget you have. If I forget there's food in the pantry, I won't think to give the homeless man a sandwich. Because I've forgotten what the Lord has already blessed me with. You cannot give away what you forget you have. So children of God, stop forgetting that you have victory. Absolute victory. There is no question who are the conquerors. You are more than a conqueror. He didn't even allow us to stay just as we are conquerors. You are more than a conqueror because you didn't have to conquer anything. You just get to occupy in the victory. That is more than a conqueror. Those that did not have to fight, they just get to exist and bask in the glory of victory. That is who you are. And you are anointed to establish the kingdom of heaven in this place that Tim would be one of many stories of those that have been healed because the children of God said they will be healed in Jesus' name because I am a child of victory and I speak victory over them. Because the truth of the matter is, is they are made for victory. All things are made for Him and through Him. So all things are made to exist in this victory. Amen? All things. And it starts, I've seen it time and time again. It starts, as Jay said, with this prompting and being obedient to the prompting and looking, aggressively looking for an opportunity to be kindness to those around you. I'm telling you, it blows their mind when you simply are kind and the kingdom of heaven is established because of your kindness. Children of victory. And I need you to walk in authority. I need you to walk in boldness because there is nothing that can come against you and His Word will not return void. And that includes the Word that He calls you to speak. It will not return void. And He has said to be kindness to this community. So every moment that you are kind is His Word going forth from you and it will not return void. Because you are the spoken Word of God. 
And your life will accomplish that which he has set you out to accomplish. You have no say in it because you were born in victory and you will never know anything else. Choose the victory. Be quick to remember all that he has done and all that he has said because you are more than a conqueror. You are a child born in the morning after. Amen. That is for us this year. That we would begin to articulate and know and understand what it is to walk in absolute victory. That we would grow distant. That even now, I'm 31. But that by the time I'm 41 in 10 years, I would not be able to clearly articulate what fear, doubt, and division is anymore. I can't remember the last time I felt anxious. I can't remember the last time depression knocked on my door. I can't remember the last time I allowed illness to just exist in my presence. I can't remember the last time because I exist in victory and you exist in victory. And so let us begin to explore what it is to exist in the morning after, amen? Because we know very little of it. But let this house become experts at it, amen? Let us become so knowledgeable and so engrossed and so consumed by this victory that we become the leading experts in our world of what it means that Jesus has won absolute victory and I exist in it. Let's walk in it because we will be establishing history like it's never been seen before because I cannot articulate a time when I've seen absolute victory in a life. Just go. But let that be for us today. Amen? From this moment on, accept nothing but absolute victory over your story. And recognize the reality that you are more than a conqueror and recognize the reality that there is nothing that can come against you, God's elect. You are God's elect. Recognize that you are God's word and you will not return void. Let it be encouraging over your life. Let it be a solid foundation from which you stand on. You can do nothing to separate yourself from the love of Christ. You are His spoken word. You cannot be removed from that reality. So your life will accomplish that which He has set you out to do. Just say yes to it and be quick to remember the truth of it. Amen? Lord, let it be so in this house. Let it be so in our communities. That we would begin to put on display to the world that we are children and we are the product of absolute victory. There is no war for us to wage. There is no kingdom for us to topple. We simply get to occupy the places that we go and establish the kingdom of heaven in those places. Who can come against God's elect? Jesus, You ensured with Your obedience to the cross, with Your sacrifice, that the answer would be nothing. Because of your obedience, we can answer that with confidence as God's elect. There is nothing that will come against me. Because I am more than a conqueror. I exist in the morning after. With a sunrise of victory that 
shines on each one of my days. A child of victory. I pray that in this house we would not know what it is to walk in fear. We would not be able to articulate doubt. We would not be able to articulate division. That turmoil would be a thing of the past, a distant memory. That anxiety, that depression, suicidal thoughts, these would be things that we can simply read about because we don't know about them for ourselves. Because we have operated in victory. But I pray that it wouldn't stop there. But that as we remember who we are, the identity given, we would go therefore and establish it and occupy in others' stories and those around us, we would occupy those stories and establish the kingdom of heaven in those places. That they would know every time they come across us, they would know that God is good. They would know that nothing is impossible. They would know that Jesus has won absolute victory and we would raise a generation of children and of people that only know absolute victory. They would know of their significance in the kingdom of heaven. They would know that they serve a God that we have yet to reach an end in discovery. And we will never reach an end in discovering the Father's heart and His love towards us. And they would recognize in these moments as they encounter children of victory, they would recognize in this moment God is here. He is with me. He is with me as I stand behind the register at a store. He is with me as I sit in my vehicle on the way to work. He is here. And He is for me. And this victory is for me. And it has gone before me and it pursues after me. God, You are faithful before the beginning and beyond the end. And I pray that we as Your children, Your heirs, we would walk in all that You have established for us to walk in. That we would be children that don't know the kingdom of darkness. We only know the kingdom of victory. And we only operate in that place of absolute victory. That this city, the places that we occupy, would look like the kingdom of heaven more than they look like anything else. We believe it. We prophesy it. As from the mouth of babes prophesy healing and they see it come to be. We in here, your saints, prophesy that this will be our life from here on out. We will only submit and we will only operate under absolute victory from this day forward in Jesus' name. The children of God said, Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.